Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Venter, and I'm in the studio with Kayla Walton, Joel Yarmish, and Trisha Casson. And but before we begin talking about our topic today, I'd like to ask Kayla to start us off in prayer, please. Sure. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most blessed Trinity, we come before you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the great gift of your love, and Lord, we thank you for all of the moments you have given to us to grow in faith. Lord, we thank you for the great gift of wisdom and truth, and we pray that that this wisdom and truth may penetrate all aspects of our lives, especially areas where we may be uncertain or doubting or struggling. Blessed Mother Mary, please remain always with us and pray for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Victory, pray pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, So, Kayla, your prayer kind of hinted at what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) So, why don't you introduce it for us? Yes. So, actually, my favorite part of the prayer was Our Lady, Queen of Victory, praying for us. Because, you know, the topic that we're going to talk about today is um, doubt. And, you know, doubting in areas of faith, in areas of you know, things that we may have always grown up and just accepting to be true. And then we reach a point in our life where we may doubt, we may doubt that truth that we've always known. And so um, I invoked the intercession of Our Lady Queen of Victory because in our life, tackling those doubts, um, in the end, we will come out victorious, but it will be a battle. It will be a struggle. Mm -hmm. And so I just pray for Our Lady of Victory's intercession. And that is an interesting point because... As young adults, as we enter in, as we went through college, a lot of our professors, if we didn't go to a Catholic university, would be like, okay, we need to challenge any preconceived notions Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all this kind of impetus to question everything and Mm -hmm. to seek an answer and try to dig up what your parents tried teaching you as a way of coming into yourself, of growing into yourself, which may have some merit, but in some senses... Having being skeptical is being different than doubting. Mm-hmm. Being skeptical is with a certain cynicism, is with mm-hmm. a certain amount of no one can prove this right. I'm just skeptical. Doubting is I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and skeptical kind of seems to kind of imply a preconceived notion, whereas doubt is you're actually, I mean, you actually have these questions inside your head. You're going in with an open mind. Um, and I think that. Um, just when I think about doubt, I think about um, just one of the, the meanest tricks that the devil plays on us because we're so sure in ourselves and we're so sure in our faith. And then something as simple as, you know, questioning one word in a Bible verse, it can start there and say, well, did this actually happen? And then it trickles down and then it's just like this typhoon of, well, what else do I not understand about my faith? And it, it can really shake the core of your beliefs. And it starts with just, I mean, just a little pebble. In the water. Right. And now doubt in a certain sense, I mean, I, I like what you said. It can, like a little pebble, something can start. Doubts can also be something that's prolonged, something mm-hmm. that can go on for a while where you don't get an answer right away. 
Like, for example, you can, it's a healthy thing to doubt. As I've spoken with people before, they say, well, I'm not sure if there's a God. When they have a certain amount of openness, Mm -hmm. I say, listen, it's okay to doubt. That means you're wanting to engage a mystery, to engage something that has a deeper reality. Tricia? The Catechism of the Catholic Church describes two different types of doubt. It talks about a voluntary doubt, which is when you just disregard the faith and you refuse to believe what the church holds as truth and involuntary doubt, which is just the natural hesitation in believing, Mm -hmm. um, the difficulty in overcoming an objection connected with the faith, or also just general anxiety aroused by the obscurity of, you know, some of these big things the Catholic Church teaches. And I like I like those definitions because it kind of gives a technical terminology to what we to what Joel and I were talking about before Mm -hmm. the uh, the skepticism versus doubt. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like I don't know about you guys, but voluntary doubt being that skepticism saying, nope, I'm not going to believe it regardless. I remember um, being overwhelmed, you know, maybe just worried when somebody I cared about was really doubting the Catholic faith and, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, had stopped practicing uh, Catholicism. And and someone was like, Trisha, why are you worried? If somebody is authentically um, searching for truth, then it's always going to lead back to the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. right? If yep. we and I don't know, I, I I think there's like um great comfort in the assurance of that. Yeah, and there's always this like uh, frightened nature to us when we mm-hmm. think, oh, well, we, we don't know the answer. Well, we can't. I I don't know how this is going to end, and we want we kind of get scared in that regard. I I, I don't know. It, it experienced that same kind of thing, Kayla. Or I think so. I mean, in my life, there was. I was just telling um, everyone here right before the show just about a moment of doubt that I had, and I remember having great anxiety in my heart and in my soul because because I was doubting, and you know this this anxiety. I knew that one of two things would happen. Either I would simply forget about, I would force myself to forget about whatever it was that I was doubting and not address the issue and just, you know, play it off like nothing's happening. But I knew that this doubt would still be nagging. Or I realized, you know what, I just need to conquer this head on and really ask those tough questions. You know, why do I believe what I believe? Where is, what is truth? You know, and just really struggling with that. And so, you know, when we have those moments of doubt, we may have anxiety, but Mm -hmm. then, you know, we can pray to our Lord and say, Lord, I don't understand. And I am anxious right now. I'm worried because I don't, I'm not really sure what I believe because, you know, and then our Lord will take that and he'll, he'll uh, make something good come from that. And, you know, it's often like a giant boulder in front of us. Mm -hmm. You know, we can choose to either turn around and forget and not keep pressing forward, or we can just take it one climb at a time and overcome that. And in the end, be that much stronger because we did. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're like faced with those three options with that boulder. You can work your way around it mm-hmm. or you can say, I don't want to go any further in my faith. I'm just going to pitch camp here. I can stay. Or you can completely abandon your faith because you can't answer this question. And I think that those are scenarios that face people every single day. Now, in, in a scripture reflection kind of thing, the thing that comes to mind is from the Gospel of John when Jesus and Pontius Pilate are talking. Mm-hmm. And I feel this like one of my the, favorite quotes. The, yep. the question, like uh, he's questioning Jesus, like, I can save you, I can save you. And Jesus is essentially, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing here, is saying, I am truth. And the way mm-hmm. Pilate asks, he says, what is truth? Not in a certain sense of seeking. Mm-hmm. Not one of those, like the way of trying to climb that thing or trying to access it, mm-hmm. but is asking like, well, what is truth? Well, oh, I, I don't recognize it. It doesn't matter to me. And that that's kind of doubt. Again, we're not calling that doubt. Real doubt is when you're like, I want to believe, 
but I'm really having a hard time kind of wrapping my head around this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's just something that struck me. And and why do we want to believe? We want to believe because we want to be alive for more. And you're listening to Alive for More on San Gabriel Radio. <laughs> wow, Trisha, I'm happy. I'm very happy. Uh, you can happy. listen to us Sundays at 3 or, or Thursdays at noon. <laughs> there you go. New, Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or... Online and on demand at, at stgabrielradio.com. There Way we to go, go yeah. Trish. I'm so proud of you. Okay, uh, okay, Trisha. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a juicy question? Uh, yes, but I can choose to answer. Right. So how how are you at math? How are you at math? Are you good at math? Um, I'm average. Okay. So she's good at math. She's, she's adequate. Sweet. I was so going to say, ever... weren't you in calculus in high school and like a whiz? So have you ever struggled really hard with a math problem? Where you're just like working as hard as you can at this math problem, and you just can't get it. You just can't get it. Yes, of course. So, how many times have you then slammed your book and said, "Well, that's it. Math doesn't exist. I can't answer this problem. So, uh, calculus doesn't exist because I can't answer this question." Um, I'm sure I have done that before. Really? Because I just think it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> that people, you know, whenever I talk to people who have lost lost hope in their faith or they have fallen away from the church it's always something like i just i didn't get any of the answers that i wanted to mm. get and you know my typical response is well how hard did you look yeah Who did you go I to i didn't know how you wanted me to answer that question <laughs> <laughs> because in reality no i never said math isn't real i sat in my closet and worked for hours right so your closet wait, maybe, wait, your maybe closet <laughs> maybe by yeah, a desk and a lamp but what i'm i just the the point i'm making is that you know you have to know where to search for your answer mm-hmm. if you just give up then you're never going to be satisfied and that is a great point because so many people want to say well there are, uh if for example this is just a prime example sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of young people say well all the christians i know are hypocrites i have yet to meet a christian that shows me that this is the real faith when really they're trying to get make the faith come to them rather than you know seeking out a person mm-hmm. you know the story of the gospel People sought out Christ. Yes, he sought out some people and made a decision and made a choice. But there are other times other people sought him out. Mm. And that is what we're called to do. Um, I think um, this in this time period as young adults, it's a lot of us are questioning our faith and and doubting what is truth. And I think it's important that we look at why. Why are we doubting? Where did this doubt come from? Um, and start from there, you know, just looking at my own life and and close friends, uh, when do we start doubting the faith? Well, sometimes it's because we're struggling with sin, and mm-hmm. so it's a lot easier to keep sinning and stop believing what you think is true mm-hmm. than, you know. Than um, to actually, like, go seek forgiveness, go to confession. Yeah, because uh, it's hard. It's healed. hard to face the reality of truth when you are caught up in sin. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of times in our lives as young adults— uh, we choose to not believe in what we thought was true because our life is comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen that happen to a lot of my friends. Uh, you know, you just follow. And that even happens faith. to us sometimes. And it like, happens slowly. Yeah. The, you know, Satan is really sneaky. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. He's so sneaky and it happens so slowly and slyly. Um, and before you know it, you know, you've stopped going to mass completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but the thing is, that doesn't mean anybody should give up hope. Oh, no. There, there's that. I mean, there's always God is stronger mm-hmm. than any doubt. God is stronger. And the thing is, I also tell people is, or I even tell myself, well, I need to remind myself of this, is that God is big enough to take my doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't need me to believe in him for him to exist. Mm-hmm. If and that, if you hear me out a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, of so, course. And, and 
just realizing that like sin makes things cloudy. Sin yeah. makes things mm-hmm. confusing. Um, it's it's never going to help doubt out, right? Yeah. I, so I think one reason why young adults doubt is sin. I think another reason why young adults doubt is we're at this vulnerable time in our life where we're making huge decisions about if we should marry, who we should marry, what job we should take, if we should quit that job, when we should start a family, when we shouldn't start a family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We could go on and on and on. And when something doesn't go our way, if something happens where we were so sure we were going to marry this one young man and you know for some reason we decided not to or we were so sure... Uh, we doubt, right? We doubt on yeah. God's plan. Right. And that's a big instigator from doubt. And I think, and Father, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and said, like, you are going to be the mother of God. And in some way she doubted. She yeah. said, but how can this be? Yeah. And it wasn't now th- that is very good. That was actually one thing I was going to bring up a little bit later. I don't mean to dominate. And uh, I want to let you guys talk about it more, too, is that. So you have two situations. You have Mary and the Annunciation. Then you have Zechariah and the when Gabriel appears to him and says that you're going, your wife is going to bear a son, mm-hmm. uh, John the Baptist. The question that Zechariah, yeah, Zechariah, yeah, uh, that's exactly what I was okay. I just, I just got confused looks. And so Zechariah, he asked the question: This isn't possible. How is this going to happen? He said, "How is this going to happen?" Mm-hmm. As in, though. Well, this isn't going to be possible. I mean, I don't understand how God could ever do this. Mm-hmm. But then, but then he's punished for it because it's like that kind of doubts a skepticism. Mm-hmm. But then, what Mary asks, she asks in a specific way. She said, "How will this be?" As in, she's like, "Okay, it's going to happen." I just don't understand how. I mean, she mm-hmm. says it herself. I've had no relations with a man. I, mm-hmm. I'm not married. How can I have a son mm-hmm. if? Mm-hmm. I uh, have. I'm not even married yet, um, and but the question isn't in a sense of like this is impossible for God, but rather it's like okay, God, it is possible for you, but I don't understand how this is going to work. So in a sense, that is a healthy form of doubt. Yeah, where it's just like, all right, I get it, but I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it what you're saying kind of reminds me of a quote from a guy named William Sloan Coffin. Um, he said he has a quote that says, "Faith isn't believing without proof." It's trusting without reservation. And I think what what is... I really like that. Yeah, it's, it's a super good quote. Um, no big deal. But um, <laughs> no, I think it's super hard for young people because they already feel so vulnerable. They're already, they already I guess, they're already scared. They're already yeah. young. They're already scared. They don't know much of what's going on. Like, they want to see and feel like this right in front of them. And, and it's just, it's so hard for them. Mm-hmm. And I think something else, too, you know, just thinking about the logistics of everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, for our listeners out there, I'm very, you know, by the book, step A through Z, and this is how it is, and we're going to follow it. So, Kayla's uh, very organized. Um, well, I'm just a little structured in that sense. Yes. So, uh, you know, something that I think what we first need to do is when we're faced with doubt, we need to look at it and say, is this more of, you know, a doubt because of an area in my life where I'm struggling? Is this a doubt because of something tragic that's happened in my life? Is this a doubt because, you know, I'm not sure what God has planned for the future? Or is this a doubt that is because of a teaching in the church that I just don't understand? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, think about, okay, how best can I move forward from that? So obviously if it's a doubt because of sin, you know, these are these are the steps <clears throat> I need to, to stop that. Um, but if it's a doubt of uh, almost like of an intellectual sense, you know, what, what resources are out there for people? Um, you know, f- the one that comes to mind right away are priests, you know, mm-hmm. going to a priest and saying, you know, Father, I'm I'm 
questioning this. I'm thinking about this. I'm not really sure. Um, in my own life and moments that I've had serious doubt, the best thing that I've ever done was just take it to prayer. And, you know, even, even if you're struggling in that prayer, wondering, does God really exist? Just taking those moments to really like dive into it. And Mm. speaking as a priest, Mm. go to prayer, (laughs) go pray first, please, (laughs) because chances are, I mean, we've probably experienced that doubt before. We might be able to help. But at the same time, you may present something we've never really considered before. Mm-hmm. And if you take it to prayer, at least you put it before God first. Mm-hmm. And God kind of gives you the grace you need. To be alive for more. To be mm-hmm. alive for more, which you're listening to on St. Gabriel Radio, AM 820. My name is Father Ventura. I'm joined in the studio by Kayla Walton, Joel Yarmish, and Trisha Casson. Remember, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And we're talking about doubt and how there is a certain amount of healthy doubt. Mm. I I know we've made a lot of distinctions between unhealthy and healthy doubt, but I'd like to spend more time on healthy doubt. Like, what happens if someone isn't doubting? Is there a problem there? Mm -hmm. Do you guys think there is a problem? What, What sorts of problems might arise if there isn't any sort of doubt? So I don't think... Okay, so we've established that doubting is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I would my advice to someone who is not doubting would not be, you need to change the way that you're living because it's good to believe. Faith mm-hmm. is good. It is a virtue. Right. To have that belief is a good thing. Um, but I think that I would challenge them to explore their faith. Not that they're not necessarily, but um, if you've become a point where you're just very happy and very satisfied. You always need to be moving forward. I mean, you're not looking for a plateau. You're climbing a mountain, right? Yeah, you never so want to be content. You never want to be content. You're always moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trisha. Um, I would dare say though, I agree with you, Joel, as we should all move forward. But I think there have been probably so many plenty of saints in the Holy Church who were given this docile heart full of faith mm-hmm. who never and, and I dare say maybe it's just the vocabulary we're using, but doubt. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they um made their faith their own and and loved Jesus in a way that was so unique and beautiful. But I have a hard time thinking, you know, some of these great saints, especially when they died as children, ever doubted. And there is a purity in um, just a heart that is so focused on Jesus Christ. And that that is true, too. I mean, we're Mm -hmm. we're not saying in some sort of thing, okay, you need to question your faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's more along, I mean, even the queen of saints, Mm -hmm. Mary, the highest among the saints, Mm -hmm had a form of doubt, had Mm -hmm. that kind of, again, it wasn't a questioning as in like, I don't think this is possible. No, that that docility, that submission to the will of the Father is always there. Mm -hmm. But there's a certain amount of wondering, okay, how is Mm -hmm. God's plan going to unfold? A wonder might be better. Yeah, maybe wonder Mm -hmm. is a good term. But I think most of us do Mm -hmm. doubt, but there are probably plenty who just maybe wonder. Yeah. Um, so we talked about how doubt can come from um, just your God's will looked different than you thought it would. Doubt can come from sin and you don't want to change your life. I also think, you know, we're going to see doubt a lot more and, you know, I'm catechists need to get ready because we, when do we first learn the faith is in families and, and through family life and the families being attacked. And so young adults today and, and children, are going to have a lot harder time believing, I think, in goodness and truth and beauty in the mm-hmm. Catholic Church, um, mm-hmm. because a lot of us are coming from broken homes. Exactly. And, um, and so I think doubt can sometimes be something that you honestly couldn't help, right? We can't mm-hmm. control the environment we're raised in. And so it could just be like a lack of 
knowing love and authentic love and and how do we combat that doubt is you know we just we try to love with our whole hearts and love everybody Mm -hmm. um so they can just taste that goodness and i think that would help doubt i also think doubt is going to be a problem too because of media Mm -hmm. and um i think doubt can also just be stem from apathy and um in the sense in like my mom would always say garbage in garbage out and most of what we're reading and watching on television today is garbage. Um, I mean, not all of it, but yeah, and I don't I mean, mean to th- sound there's crazy. A certain, there's a certain amount of information overload in our society. <laughs> um, no, no, it, that that's true. There's yeah. a lot of information out there yeah. that uh, we're I being mean, bombarded with 95% stuff. 95% of the articles on Yahoo.com that come up when I turn on my browser are like bashing the Catholic Church. Or, you go on Yahoo? It's like the first thing that pops up on my phone when I get on the internet. Well, then don't use that I browser. I don't know how to do... I don't know anything about phones. I'll I don't help know you when we get home it. tonight, okay? Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's always about the church and digging the church and um or others just slander yeah, right and, and left and so yeah. young adults we're reading we're you know we're media people we read articles every day online we read blogs and um we watch movies and and if and silently if they're giving us messages that the church is corrupt and not truthful then eventually like it's just going to get to us and so oh, go ahead joel i yeah. was just going to say um so We've identified some of the problems and some of the mm-hmm. sources of doubt. And I liked what Kayla was saying earlier. She gave some advice on what to do to overcome that doubt or how to, I guess, go at the doubt rather than let the, the let the doubt eat at you. So you go, you have to, in, in my opinion, what you have to first do is identify, identify the mm-hmm. doubt, identify the source of the doubt, identify what the doubt is. And then your first piece of advice was go, go talk to someone about it. Go talk to someone, yep. God, priest. Mm-hmm. What else can we do? Well, I mean, just... And essential uh, to sum it all up, uh, the book of Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, chances are the doubt that anybody has, mm-hmm. somebody else has had before and has mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. And if you think, oh, I'm the only one who has doubted this, mm-hmm. that would probably be a little pride there because mm-hmm. you're not the only human there. You're not the only person to experience this. That's why you need to talk about it with somebody like, hey, what about this? Because the church is big enough. The church is large enough to have a spectrum of ideas. And I mean, not to get on my soapbox and we don't have that much time, but there's no such thing as a conservative Catholic, Catholic a liberal Catholic. It's a spectrum of, of Catholicism, of a span of ideas that mm-hmm. encompass the entire uh, the deposit of faith, which sometimes when we experience the wider church, that can introduce doubt in us because like, well, that's not what I grew up with, but it doesn't make it any less true. So that's another kind of thing to consider, too, is that you're not the only one to have these doubts. Mm-hmm. And I think something else, too, you know, Jill, you're going through like practical steps of what to do. So obviously taking it to prayer, speaking to someone you trust and you know is pretty well versed in, in the Catholic faith. Um, but then also just looking into additional resources. So looking at the catechism, looking at scripture, looking at, you know, um, different writings of the saints and just really delving into that topic. Um, and you know, for me in my own life, when I was going through like a period of pretty intense doubt, um, at the end of the day, what helped me the most was realizing, okay, Lord, like this is, this is it. Like I, I have to make a choice here. And at the end of the day, I may not be able to explain, you know, everything, every element of this, every aspect of this. Um, but I, you know, this is a mystery and Mm -hmm. I can, as one of my professors once said, a mystery is something that we can proclaim, but not always explain. And so at the end of the day saying, Lord, like, I believe that this is truth and I'm going to accept this even if I don't fully understand it. Yeah. And, amen. Humility. 
Meekness. It means submitting yourself to truth. We don't know everything. Speaking of humility, I found that um, whatever I'm thinking, there's, like you said, nothing new under the sun. There's always been someone before me who said it better and more intelligibly. <laughs> as I use the word intelligibly. Is intelligibly a uh, word? <laughs> yes, it is. I, that's irony. So, but what I'm saying is um, what I got really into um, was apologetics. Mm-hmm. And the basically... They're just defenders of the faith. So they take these issues where people, I don't want to use the word attack the faith, but they try and poke holes in the faith. And then there's these Catholic apologists and they they answer these questions to which people have thought there are no answers to. So people like C.S. Lewis comes first to Mm -hmm. mind. I think his writing is just absolutely phenomenal. So a source that I would recommend to anyone who who's interested in that kind of stuff. Um, I also just two quick things um, to put a plug for EWTN. If you are having doubts or a specific question, you could always call into Catholic Answers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great program. I think it airs at 5 p.m., 6 p.m. And um, they do a great job of just answering the question. Also, for me, when, I, when I've when i doubted, I especially remember in high school, I doubted a lot of the church teachings on moral issues. Um, it wasn't until I really prayed to know Christ personally and I fell in love with Jesus Christ in the Eucharist that it was a lot easier for me to um, soften my heart to like really study and learn the yeah. teachings of the church. So, I, you know, maybe an answer is just like knowing Jesus more as a person. And, and once we know him more, we can trust him more. Yeah, because our faith is ultimately in a who, not a what. Mm-hmm. Not just do- we don't have faith in doctrines. We have faith in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and from that flows dogma and doctrine and the life of faith that we may encounter doubt in. We we don't we can't doubt Christ because mm-hmm. that's a person. We can doubt what Christ is, but not who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Is someone who wants to have a relationship mm-hmm. with you? Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot more we could talk about doubt. Um, unfortunately, though, we're coming towards the end of things. But, I mean, just to kind of sum it up, what's one point we could say about doubt in 10 seconds or less? I would say that doubt is not necessarily a bad thing. We should always remember that even in our darkest hours of doubt, there's always going to be something in us. Um, as St. Augustine, uh, Augustine, Augustine said, our hearts are restless, Lord, and they will not rest until they rest in you. So, Amen. Um, Amen. Well, in that case, we're going to close in prayer to rest in the heart of the Lord. So we pray in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, give us humble hearts that we may submit ourselves to the truth, even when we do not know how it comes to be. And so may Almighty God bless all of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And until next time, talk to you later. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni,